I want to talk to you about rough greens. All three of us have dogs. All three of us uh, feed our dogs rough greens, and it's remarkable. I mean, my dog is completely changed. Uno is up and at him. He is last night. Uh, I went to feed him at 8 o'clock last night, and he, I just said, you want your food? And he goes crazy and runs down our long hallway and then slides into the staircase and because uh, he can't make the corner fast enough uh, and uh, and just waits at his bowl. I mean, that's a really different dog. Now, Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on the dog's food, jam-packed with vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, omega oils, and probiotics. It's something really good for your dog, and you'll see the difference in them. Plus, they like to eat. It's Rough Greens. Get the Jump Start bag today, $14.95. Start the process of getting your dog healthier and happier. If you want to see your dog thrive again, just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's R-U-F-F greens dot com slash Beck. Do it now. All right. Hour number two. Big hour. Stand by. Tomorrow is the inauguration of our next president, and he will be my president and your president. And tomorrow we have to turn the page, as all Americans have always done, and said his failure will be our failure. We can't want the president to fail. Now, that doesn't mean we like his policies or won't fight against his policies, but... Tomorrow, we have to come together, not on politics, but on our Constitution. And there are, what is it, 75,000 troops? It's two army divisions that are now in Washington, D.C. They're expecting something. And yesterday, uh, Democratic Congressman Steve Cohen said this. Listen. Based on what you've seen, what is your level of concern of an insider threat. You know, I was thinking the guard is 90 some odd percent, I believe, male. Uh, only about 20 percent of white males voted for Biden. You've got to figure that in the guard, which is predominantly more conservative, and I see that on my social media and we know it, they're probably not more than 25 percent of the people that are there protecting us who voted for Biden. The other oh 75 percent are in the class that would be uh, the, the large class of folks who might want to uh, uh, do something. And there were military people and police who took oaths to defend the Constitution and to protect and defend who didn't do it, who were in the the insurrection. So it does concern Uh me. Yeah, Uh, okay. Uh, I've never heard anything more offensive to the military. That's why, coming up in just a second, we've invited on the program Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin. His comments on that in 60 seconds. Easy. Glenn Beck program. 
All right, making the switch from analog to the digital age is hard, especially seeing if you're my age. Everything of my older kids, their life is all it's all on film or tape. My my childhood is all on paper or film. You want to preserve it permanently, and you have to get it all copied into a digital format. With Legacy Box, you can have things like home movies and photos preserved, so it will never you'll never have to wonder where are they or if they're safe. The service is amazingly simple. You use their kit to safely send the moments you want preserved. Their experienced team will create a digital collection by hand, and then it comes back to you, stored on the cloud, a thumb drive, DVD, whatever you want, along with all of the original content that you sent. If you want to do this yourself, it would cost you hundreds and hundreds of dollars. But when you visit Legacy Box today, you're going to save 50% off. You can get started for as little as $39. I want you to go to LegacyBox.com slash Beck. That's LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Limited time offer. Get 50% off. The exclusive offer won't last long, so order their kit now. Send it in whenever you're ready at LegacyBox.com slash Beck. All right, let's go to uh, Lieutenant Gen- uh, General Jerry Boykin. He is the executive vice president of the Family Research Council. If you remember, that is the operation that actually had a leftist shooter come in and try to kill all of the employees at the Family Research Council. He was, uh, I believe, there that day. Uh, we wanted to talk to him a little bit about uh, Congressman Cohen's remarks about the National Guard. Welcome to the program, General. Is he there? I can't hear him. There yeah, he is. There you are. Thanks. Jerry, how are you? I'm doing well, Glenn, and it's good to be back with you, and uh, thanks for having me on. You're welcome. I am uh, I'm really more concerned for my nation than I ever have been, uh, Jerry, and I, I, I worry about uh, the extremist on all sides, I worry about, uh, you know, a Reichstag fire event, which won't matter who did it. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's the action that takes uh, place after. And the reason why I say that is because we have so many people in the media and in Congress and the Senate that are saying, quite honestly, frightening things like uh, 50 percent of the country is a domestic terrorist or you can't trust the National Guard or the military because only about 20 percent of them probably voted for Biden. Can you comment on these things? Yeah, well, I think you said it. I think that is uh, an incredibly offensive uh, statement. And I I don't believe that uh, his views uh, represent the people of Tennessee, which is where he's from. I, I, I know too many people. Uh, in the military and out of the military from Tennessee. And I just don't believe that that his views are representative of those people that I know from the state of Tennessee. And I hope that they will hold him accountable for that because this is part of a bigger picture, Glenn. What I just left Washington yesterday just to get out of that city because you you can't go anywhere in the city. You've got uh, roadblocks at every turn. It is a it's an apocalyptic scene and scenario there in Washington right now. But what you're seeing in my personal view, and, and this statement by Cohen is part of it, is what you're seeing is a psychological operation. And what they're doing is they're trying to send a very strong message that people 
who voted for Donald Trump, people who are conservative, even people who are on the Christian scale, uh, are the enemy today. And this whole thing is, as far as I'm concerned, is just phony and bringing in so many National Guard. Uh, but it, it, it goes back to what Cohen said. He's trying to portray those people who voted for Donald Trump and those people who are conservative as the enemies of this nation, when the reality is he and all of his cohorts stood by and watched Antifa and Black Lives Matters burn cities down, hurt people, kill people, and uh, loot and destroy. And there is uh, so much hypocrisy in this, Glenn, but what we're seeing, as far as I'm concerned, is a psychological operation going on right now against us so jerry let me play the other side here because uh, a i don't have a problem with protecting the inauguration to any extent it's felt necessary um i you know the country is on edge the last thing we need is an incident but i also was for trump sending in the national guard if the the uh, the governors asked for it for the National Guard to go in and have a massive presence in cities like uh, Oregon to send a message, we're not screwing around. You can't do these things. But we're only getting one half of that. So first, yeah. it is there, it, you, you say even in today's world, there's no reason to have these kinds of numbers of troops in the Capitol? I'm not saying there, there's no reason. I'm saying that in this particular case, and the inauguration here, given that what you have, have already drawn into that city, and for us to have, you say 75,000. When I left there, I understood it was 25,000. But Okay, it might be 25. I couldn't take? remember. Yeah. yeah. What, does it, what does it take in terms of the National Guard? You have federal marshals, you have FBI, you have Secret Service, you have Park Police, you have Capitol Police, you have the Metro Police. You have all of these different entities out there that are shutting down everything within three blocks of the mall for from one end to the other. And, and then you have these people uh, on these uh, liberal news programs that are coming on the, uh, on the stations and they're talking about how they're concerned about inside attacks from Trump supporters. And in and, and this whole thing, you're looking at the visible part of it, which is all the truth, but then you're listening to the dialogue. You listen to the talking points about how these disgruntled, dissatisfied Trump supporters are a major threat. And you know what? They're not. They're not a major threat. Yes. There were Trump supporters that went in that capital. I certainly understand that there was a there were quite a number of Antifa there, and they were the rabble rousers. But there were people that took it upon themselves and called themselves patriots to go in that capital, and they need to be prosecuted. Even though they were Trump supporters and called themselves patriots, they need to be prosecuted. But I tell you what, I'm hearing now, what I'm seeing now, is is messaging. It is directed at and against those of us who consider ourselves to actually be patriots, those of us who served in the military, those of us who supported Donald Trump. And I am uh, I, I'm disgusted with it. And and uh, we we I think the people who really love this country and want to see what's best for this country, we need to get our act together and find our courage and start standing up. 
And what does that mean to you, General? What that means is we have to speak truth. Ultimately, truth will prevail. And we need to keep talking about the dangers, as you have done for a long time. We need to keep talking about the dangers of Marxism, of, of socialism, of what it really is. We need to talk about uh, what these ultra leftists are bringing into our society if they go unchecked. So when I say we have to stand up, we have to stand up and speak the truth because, again, ultimately truth will prevail. But if if we start watering down the truth and we don't speak the truth into this society so that people have 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 been given both sides uh, because we're afraid somebody's going to criticize us, then uh, we're but, just giving in to the enemy. But it's not just it's not just uh, uh, criticizing us. There's a principal uh, at Cordova High School in Tennessee in Shelby County. Um, And he was critical of the riots at the Capitol, but he objected to the actions taken by social media platforms to silence people. Um, He has he has been forced to take a leave of absence. He probably is going to be fired. I mean, there are people out there that are losing their jobs because they they will speak out. Speak to those people. Yeah, you've got uh, if you if you are a father or grandfather or mother or grandmother, you got to think in terms of uh, what's really important to you. And what's really important to you, Glenn, as you know, is uh, the future of your children or your grandchildren. That's where your focus has to be. You reach a point in life where you make that transition. And if you don't stand, who's going to? Now, I understand there are consequences. Glenn, I got fired from a college I was teaching at when I got out of the army because of my attitude towards letting men go in women's bathrooms. And I took a very strong stand against it and they fired me. I understand it. I understand that there are consequences, particularly when you're dealing with academe. Uh, but I also know that if you care about the future of your children and your grandchildren, you've got to make up your mind now. Are you going to stand or are you going to stand by and cheer for somebody else to take that stand and speak truth? Yeah, you're going to get bumped off of social media, but there's there are new platforms that are being developed right now. But we have got to keep speaking truth because the truth has to ultimately prevail. And when all else is lost, people can reflect back on what they have heard because the truth is more powerful than the lies that are being told right now. When I look um, at the color revolutions that um, our State Department has been involved in, it, it, they run pretty much like this is. Um, and I'm afraid with all the behavioral scientists and all the things on the left that that's what we're seeing at the beginning of. And if people understand what a color revolution is, it it's even more important that you stand up. I, am I way off base in thinking that no. there are some that are, are, are employing the tactics of a color revolution here? No, I think that's exactly right. I think you're seeing a number of things, and certainly the color revolution is is part of this. And I, I will just say this, Glenn, and people don't want to hear this, but we need to recognize that we are actually in a civil war already. Now, it's not the 1860 kind of civil war, but we're in a civil war already. And, and the, we're not divided north and south, but we're certainly divided every other way that you can possibly be. You've got to 
you know, you have you have division based on race, you have division based on ethnicity, you have division based on socioeconomic class, you have race based, uh, you have division based on political parties or political points of view, and uh, you've got big tech against uh, every conservative. Uh, so if this is not a civil war, what would classify as a civil war? The problem is, I think Bubba Leroy and Jr. Uh, are getting fed up, and I think that's part of what you saw the day that they breached the Capitol. And I will tell you, just so, we're, so everybody understands where I stand, I sat down and wept. I sat and wept. I wept like a child as I saw the breach in that Capitol there. Uh, because 36 years, you know, supporting and defending the Constitution of the United States, and that just that was it broke my heart as I saw them do that. And these were so-called patriots. Well, I understand. Bubba Leroy and Jr. are really frustrated, especially down here in the South where I am. And uh, I'm in Virginia. And, and they're really frustrated. They believe that this was a fraudulent election. They believe that uh, there'll never be another fair election. I mean, there's so much. And then too many of them jump on these conspiracy theories that are just absolute nonsense. That are so far out in left field that it, no sane person would believe them. And then they get even more frustrated. And and, and you saw, yeah. I think that was Bubba Leroy and Jr. there at the Capitol were the ones that Bubba effect. were there for patriotic reasons, but but ultimately transitioned over to being the, the bad guys. General, I uh, unfortunately have to let you go. I have a, I have a break. I, I, I will tell you, you know what? Let me take a one-minute break, and I want you to comment on this. We are not in a physical war. We are in a spiritual war. And until until the American people wake up and return to a humble position of God, we are in no place to to uh, stand up uh, and and expect any favors from heaven. We are not on his side yet. And it, it concerns me the the state of our faith in this country today I'll, I'll get your response on that when we come back give me one minute uh to tell you about our sponsor it's timeshare termination uh team if you hate the maintenance fees you haven't been able to use this thing in the past year uh you don't get to go where you want to go yeah i know but uh here have a mai tai that's that's what they should have said to you while they were while they were whining and dining you for this timeshare you want out Get out. I have the brochure right here. Timeshare termination team. These guys have a 100% money back exit guarantee. So learn about it online at timeshareterminationteam.com or you can call them. Tell them I sent you. You'll get 20% off when you terminate your timeshare at 888-GET-YOU-OUT. That's 888-GET-YOU-OUT, 888-438-8688, timeshareterminationteam.com. Back to General Boykin here in 10 seconds after station ID. All right, General Boykin, welcome back to the program. You want to elaborate on what I just said? Yeah, I had a long discussion with the ministry that ordained me uh, yesterday. It's interesting you asked that. And, uh, you know, the uh, 
We need to realize that the American Revolution was brought about in large measure by the Black Robe Regiment. It was the pastors. It was the church. Uh, it was the church finding its conscience. Uh, and, and, and then the Civil War was, uh, was spurned largely by the church once again in the Second Great Awakening. And what we need to be looking for now is an awakening, not just a revival, but an awakening. And I, uh, and I think that is coming. I think that it is going to come as part of this because when things get so dark and people have no idea what to do or which way to turn, they always wind up turning back to God. And, and I think that we're going to see an awakening here. I'm not saying that it will ultimately be the first or the second great awakening, but we are going to see an awakening. I guarantee you that. And uh, you're going to see the church resurface and uh, in, in, in establish its rightful role in our society. Well, I certainly hope so, because, uh, you know, I blame the media for this an awful lot. Uh, I blame uh, Congress and the, and the Senate and both parties for this an awful lot and education. But really, I have to blame the pulpits. Uh, th- they're first in line. Uh, because they weren't speaking out about any any truths that were uncomfortable because they were all afraid of, you know, losing their church or losing some parishioners that might be tithe payers. And it's it's it, it, it that is to blame. Where is the courage and the fire in the pulpit? You know, you're absolutely right, Glenn. And, and, and can I just say, look at this guy in Georgia, Warnock, who is who is pastoring the church that was pastored by Martin Luther King. Crazy. And, and, and this guy is saying, just like this guy Cohen in Tennessee, he's, he's condemning and criticizing soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines for serving in the military, and he's saying you can't serve in the military and serve God at the same time. You know, you talk about being offensive. I find that incredibly offensive, but also very shallow in terms of his understanding of God's Word. And... Uh, because God said to his disciples right before he ascended to be with the Father, if you don't have a sword, you sell your cloak and buy one. He was saying, in building my church, you're going to need a sword. People are going to attack you. And keep in mind that they, essentially, all, the, all of those disciples were martyred. But he said, buy a sword. That ought to be an indicator to you that he, God was giving them an understanding. You won't build my church with the sword, but in building my church, you're going to have to use that sword to be able to do the work I've called you to do. Lieutenant General Retired William G. Boykin, thank you so much for your service over all the years. Thank you for your friendship. We'll talk to you again, my friend. Thank you, Glenn. God bless you. One of the original members of Delta Force, he commanded Delta Force in combat operations and commanded all the Green Berets and special warfare. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about LifeLock. New tactic for stealing your credit card and personal information has recently been discovered. It's called e-skimming. It injects malicious computer code into the compromised e-commerce website checkout process and pulls your order information to display it on a fake checkout page that steals your information. How's that for a kick in the teeth? All you wanted, was, all I wanted was a sports bra. And now look what happened. 
It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we put our information at risk on the Internet. No one can protect all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses to make sure it doesn't happen. But if it does happen, they're there to work with you. They have a whole team of specialists to work to get that thing fixed. They also spend 90% of their time doing everything they can to make sure it doesn't happen in the first place. Save up to 25% off your first year at lifelock.com with the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off now. Lifelock.com, 1-800-LIFELOCK. All right, go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Again, it's blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code Glenn. In California, there is something remarkable going on. Uh, recall Gavin 2020. They have apparently over a million signatures. This is the largest recall um, in the history of the world now, or a history of America. But how, however, that's now being disputed by the Secretary of State. Mike Netter is with us. He's the coalition founding member at RecallGavin2020.com. Mike, how are you? Well, good morning from politically cloudy California. Ooh. I'm doing okay. You know, I have to tell you, I have heard from so many people. People from California are coming into my neighborhood and just writing checks, like crazy checks, uh, because everything's so cheap compared to California, I think. Uh, and the neighbors that we've gotten to know, et cetera, et cetera, most of them are Republicans that are saying, I, I tried. I just can't take it anymore. I just can't do it anymore. Um, uh, but some of them are liberals who are saying the same thing. It's just gone too far. What's the mood yeah, in California today? Uh, it's it's interesting. It's it, I think people around the country need to understand that the failed policy of California is exactly to your point are, as you will see in about a day and a half, are going to really affect the rest of the country. Mm -hmm. um, California doesn't work. That's why you're getting new neighbors, Glenn. I know. Right? Because people are saying, and by that's on the right and the left. We do have 1.1 million signatures. Um, and the challenge we not the challenge we well, the challenge we have is that the machine on the left is now trying to say, oh, this isn't legal. It's a coup. It's wrong. It's not. This is a legal process that all Californians are stepping up to do something about. We probably have about 300,000 Democrats sign this. You heard correctly. And this is all being done by volunteers. We're not driven at this point. We need big money to finish this off, but we're not being driven by any big money. There have been no big donors that stepped up. It's simply the people of California standing up and saying, hey, you know what? We've kind of had enough. 76,000 people last year moved out of Los Angeles. And if you want to do a little math, that's about equal to the homeless population. So as the homeless population grows, people are moving out of Los Angeles. So the Secretary of State in California says you only have 400,000 signatures. You say you're over a million signatures. Why, would he, why is he saying this? Well, let me explain the process a little bit because it's complicated because not like anything in California is complicated, Glenn, but it happens, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. So, <laughs> Especially to recall somebody. I bet it's just a maze of, 
a maze of rules? Well, it's not only a maze of rules. There's a large logistics. Some states, you turn them in centrally. In California, we have to distribute the petitions once we collect them to 58 different county registers. What you, when you see a report that's dated 1-6, which is reported on 117, a couple points to keep in mind. One is we gather signatures, then we have to distribute them by hand with an appointment to each board of registers. So the report that you're seeing that I believe reports about 410,000, something of that nature, one, is behind. Two, we have to collect them. We do a first step verification process, and then they go into the Secretary of State who does a second step verification process. Now, it's also important to note in California, they only report these results once a month. So we can turn in signatures every Mm -hmm. week, which we tend to do, but they only get reported once a month. So are you around, what, 700,000 800,000 from being in a safe zone? Because I think you need 1.5, but just so it's really clear, what? Well, I can tell tell you've done your homework. Mm -hmm. As you can see from looking at the Secretary of State report, which is actually amazing for volunteers, we have about an 85% verification rate, which means we need to get about 1.8 million. Now, for all of those listening around the country right now, again, understand, we really need 1.8 million. So although we've collected about 1.1, we have 60 days and a long way to go. Can I tell you what amazes me? What? What amazes me is that in spite of all the talk around the country, no big donor has stepped up. This is all being done without wow. paid petitions. All right. So you would think, and again, we're purely, I'm a volunteer here. We're all a volunteer organization. I would ask around the country and we, we need and appreciate everybody's donations. But if you want to save democracy and open up free speech, not that, of course, the five companies controlling it are putting any roadblocks up against us. They mm. shut down a lot of the Facebook groups, shut, taking people off Twitter. Jeez. So we have to get paid petitioners to get to this final mile to ensure that we get it. So I'm saying around the country, really, it's kind of a bargain right now for a million to two million dollars. And I'm very transparent, as you know, I've been on your show before. This whole campaign gathering 1.1 million signatures, the actual recallgavin2020.com has only gathered $650,000 since the beginning. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It really is. You would think that someone would step up around the country. I don't care if they're in Texas, Oklahoma, Illinois, and with all these billionaires and trillionaires out there, (laughs) someone would step up and say, let's really open up the conversation since apparently Facebook and Twitter aren't going to allow us to even have a talk online anymore. Mike, um, we will uh, encourage our listeners to donate and anybody who has big bucks to step up. Recall Gavin 2020.com recall Gavin 2020.com. Uh, the Biden administration said earlier this week that California is their model. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. If okay. that doesn't frighten you, and I would like to stress around, like, if you don't mind me jumping in, yeah. okay, I would encourage anybody out there who thinks California is the model to actually come. I've lived in California for 50 years. If this is the model for what you want the country to be, it's not going to work. We have the highest homeless population. Got it? It grows every day. We have the highest taxes. Our roads are in disarray. Our governor, who knew for six months of a vaccine was coming, can't even seem to get it distributed. We have a lower amount of ICU beds per population. Anywhere you look in California, with the largest population in the state, with theoretically the most money, I don't know where it is, but Glenn, but I'm sure it's out there, we have the worst standards of living. Our schools are shut down. Our businesses are shut down. If that's what you want the country to be, I'm not excited for you. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate it. Mike uh, Netter, he is one of the founding members uh, of the movement to recall Gavin Newsom. RecallGavin2020.com. You're looking for something to involve yourself in. Get this done. RecallGavin2020.com. Let me tell you a little bit about Relief Factor. Uh, good news and bad news. If you're one of the millions of Americans who suffer every day from pain, listen up. There is hope, and it comes in the form of Relief Factor. Every single day on this program, I see testimonials of people who have tried Relief Factor for their pain and got their life back. I'm one of those people. It could happen. A couple of years ago, uh, I was sitting here desperately trying to let uh, trying to make sure my voice didn't betray uh, what I was actually feeling. But today, thanks to Relief Factor, I don't have to do that. I, I have my life back. If you are like I was, just getting through your day is a challenge due to pain. Please try it. Try it. 70% of the people who try it go on to order, order more month after month because it works. If you want a drug-free and natural way to get your life back, Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Um, we're, in, we're in trouble because one of the big moves uh, that started with this big COVID bill and is, as, as our last guest said, you will find out in the next couple of days, they are going to start bailing out these big states and these big businesses and the labor unions. Uh, and I'm sorry, but I don't want to pay for that. And I know elections have consequences, but why should I have to pay for unreasonable uh, spending in New York and California? I've lived in New York. I've always wanted to live in California. But because I lived in New York, I know what the oppressive taxes and spending do, and I wanted no part of it. So I moved to Texas. I've always wanted to live in California, but I know what they're doing, and I want no part of it. Why am I now forced to pay for their mistakes? I don't like it. It's not like we're, it's not like we're all in a crisis and, uh, you know, we're... we're all suffering equally these guys are causing most of their pain 
causing most of their pain with their policies on police, their policies on the riots, the policies on COVID and the shutdowns and the draconian way they've been acting. Add on top of it, they were already bankrupt. This is, of course, why Madison wanted it to be more control in the in the more local positions, right? right. Like where, you know, you the, the, the federal government isn't the end all be all. Uh, of 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 the whole of the entire system and that's what it is now right i mean like we can all say that we have this federalist approach where like these states can take different approaches to these things and i'm i'm with you we've talked about this before if california wants to try something nuts i'm fine with that that's just the whole point just but, don't pass it on to me yeah and that's what winds up happening right. at the end of the day everyone gets stuck with dealing with all these dumb mistakes that these states make and that's not fair. It's not the way it was designed. You know, Romney did Romney care. It was a disaster up in Massachusetts. Okay. But I, I never spoke out against Romney care when they were proposing it because that's none of my business. That's I mean, the we, state. We, we criticized the plan. We criticized it, said it would never work. But we weren't like, this has got to stop. No, it's the state. The state can do whatever they want. We can tell you how insane it is. Mm-hmm. But if you choose to do it as a state... Well, once it failed at the state level, the reason why they wanted to do it and will do it now at the national level is because we can just print money. The states can't do one thing that the federal government can do, and that's print unlimited money. But they can go into massive debt and then have the state print or the the, The the feds print unlimited money to bail out the state. And that's that's the way of getting around that little problem. And that will impoverish Everybody who played by the rules, everybody who has saved their money, has their money, you know, put away for retirement or whatever, your money is going to become worth less and less and less until it's worthless. You cannot do that to a monetary to a monetary system. You can't just debase the monetary system like we are now doing. We were doing under Trump, but <laughs> we're going and now into hyperdrive. Yeah, I am for one. I'm excited for the return of the Republican that cares about the spending. I don't uh, think problem. we see them. You don't think they come back? No. I think now they're like, oh, I can't believe this Biden guy. He's spending all this money. Oh yeah, I thought you meant honest ones. Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah. I don't know that they're. There there's are, a few. There's, there's a, few, a few, but there's they're very, few. very limited. And now we're going to get these big upset speeches from every Republican who hasn't said word one about spending for the past four years. Now, all of a sudden, going to find this big budgetary discipline that we're all excited about. And look, it's better than not having anyone oppose it, which is what we've had recently. I will tell you, it has as much credibility as the Democrats have now on uh, law and order. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you you were there when you were, you know, when you were doing it, it wasn't a problem at all. Now that somebody else is doing it, you're like, oh, my gosh, National Guard. Well, well, those of us who were against it both then and now uh, have some credibility. It's impossible <laughs> to take this from the media. I agree. We both we were consistent. We criticized the BLM riots and we criticized the Capitol riots they, in real time. In real time. They're just criticizing the Capitol riots. In fact, I would even say beyond in real time, because they're not going back now and saying, by the way, yes, of course, we were very upset about the BLM riots back then. They're not even saying that. All they're saying is like, well, when you bring up the BLM riots, you're trying to minimize what happened at the Capitol. That's not what I'm doing at all. I'm trying to maximize what happened back in the summer. The thing that you were ignoring. 
You need to point out that that was, I mean, certainly more death occurred because of it. Certainly more destruction occurred because of it. Certainly more laws were broken because of it in September. That does not minimize what went on at the Capitol. I have clear eyes as to what happened there, Mm -hmm. and it was really bad. Mm -hmm. However, you completely denied that anything was going wrong. You were saying it was understandable. These Only people- after weeks and weeks and weeks did Biden come out <laughs> with a half-assed uh, statement about how, oh, well, we need to make sure uh, that the Antifa, which is just an idea, uh, is, you know, is, is staying in line with the law. Like, it was... It was, it, it was they took part of the city and declared it not part of America. Yeah. What part of sedition or insurrection do you not understand? Remember back in the day when they were taking over FBI uh, outposts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and trapped them. Trapped them inside. They, no one cared. No one even, we couldn't get anyone to talk about that outside of this show and a couple of others on the right. Nobody on the left, nobody in the mainstream media cared at all. They basically said it was justified because we don't like the FBI. The same thing that happened here. It's justified because of George Floyd. Why on earth Seattle becomes an autonomous zone because of George Floyd? I don't think we'll ever know. But I mean, none of this stuff is consistent and you would have some credibility acting as if you need law and order now, if you were consistent then. If you were saying, we, even if we agree with their cause on racial justice, however, this is abhorrent and we're not going to listen to any of their complaints until the violence stops. That's how I feel about the people at the Capitol. I'm not going to listen to word one about what you say about anything until you stop overrunning the Capitol. Now that they're not in there, we could talk about that stuff. The same thing that was going on with BLM and the left, the media completely ignored it. It is worth bringing up. We're going to talk to a, uh, uh, a, a somebody who understands how people work, a behavioral scientist, next. Next.